Welcome to the One Drink with John podcast. Today is episode 33, Diets and Health, part two, with my lovely wife, Jessica Lemon. Jessica, Hi, everybody. Say welcome to the show. <laughs> yes, you're already on. I don't think you have to welcome me to the show anymore. <laughs> Are you sure? Okay. Well, um, I know what I'm drinking. I'm drinking lemon water. Um, and normally I have something more fun to drink, but I just had a massage, which yes. was amazing from Holly, yes. who's an amazing, uh, amazing masseuse. And, uh, so I needed to rehydrate for sure. Yep. Jessica, what are you drinking? I'm having a cup of Starbucks hot cocoa. Yum. And something warm and sweet. And it's so. a little late in the day to have a cup of coffee. That's, uh, yeah, too late in the day to have coffee. You've but... had your uh, fill of coffee for the day. I have. So, yeah, I thought hot cocoa would be nice. Be a nice Excellent. alternative. <laughs> yeah, yum, yum. And I guess you didn't have any marshmallows, though. Mm-mm. We're all out of, fresh out of marshmallows. It is really hard to keep marshmallows in this house. Um, when you live with John Lemon, marshmallows are... <laughs> sugar fiend. <laughs> marshmallows are a rarity. <laughs> yeah, marshmallows disappear quickly. They very quickly. <laughs> well, Jessica, we wanted to kind of wrap up the diets and health uh, that we did, kind of an addition to part one. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is part two, like I said. And I wanted to start with... Um, as far as eating food, cooking at home is always better for you. We've we've kind of come up with that. In fact, I think I just heard that. Um, it was on, on a, a YouTube channel. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I was watching a YouTube channel. It was her number one um, healthy tip for the new year. And it's something that you and I have been doing um, a lot more since you stopped working outside of the home, right? Because you're right. here. Yeah, so since I lot. quit my job, I've been. Yeah, so we were talking time. about that. Actually, last night we were in the hot tub talking about how how much that how much of a difference that made because you're actually home to eat, and you said eating out was boring. <laughs> it is. It gets kind of boring yeah. after a while. You go through. I mean, it's. I do like to go out to a nice restaurant, and have course. some nice food and yeah. a nice beverage, but after a while, it kind of gets boring. I mean, part of the reason, or well, it's basically two reasons why we're cooking more at home. It it's because I'm home and I have. I have a chance to help meal prep and maybe cook some things, uh, help you out. You're usually the main cook in the kitchen. Yeah. And also, since I quit my job, we're trying to stick to a little tighter budget. So, yeah. man, you just save tons of money. You really do. And I think, cooking but home. even before that happened, I think you and I, we kind of ate out at a lot of restaurants over the last year. Sure. And we were just like, oh my gosh. So much salt, so much fat, so much waste. Like, we were just over it. <laughs> you know, I think you can get tired of it. But I think a lot of people do what we were doing, which is rely on dining out because you don't have the time to do it at home or you just don't know what to make. And uh, I've become quite the lizard, little lizard, the, the lizard. little <laughs> wizard of our lizard. pantry because I can sort of look in the pantry and fridge and come up with almost anything <laughs> to eat. Yeah, so. you're an amazing cook. You really are, um, and it, you you know you're, it comes through your your mom and your grandma are also excellent cooks. But the fact that you can just look in the cabinet or yeah. in the fridge, see a meal. And see a meal, like not everybody can do that. And I know it's 
Part of it's because you're just amazing, but part of it is you've just practiced. <laughs> yes, a lot. And you've of done practice. that a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, your mom's also very good at that. She just throws stuff together, and you're like, "What'd you do? Oh, I just had a bag of this and this, and yeah. threw it all in." I didn't always used to be like that. I remember when I first moved out trying to cook, and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, <clears throat> how the heck does anybody do this? Like, I don't know what to do." Um, I moved out, moved out of my, you know, parents' house and in with my cousin. And that's when my aunt sent us this big care package box of like Zatarans, dirty beans and rice and the, you know, some of the instant meals that she would write on the package. You know, you don't need the oil or cut the salt in half or something because she knew that we need, <laughs> we needed good that's recipes so cool. and we probably weren't eating well. Right. So I got some tips and tricks from that. But I remember eating a lot of boxed and processed foods when we were well, I remember um, we were talking about this, I don't know, a few together. months ago. Yeah, we I was were. like, what mm-hmm. did we eat when yeah. we first, when we yeah. lived at the apartment? A lot of hamburger helper, I think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mac yep. and cheese. And oh, yeah. Different stuff like that. I know we had, unfortunately, a lot of pizza rolls in the, yes, in the freezer. Yes, a lot so. of processed food in our 20s. And then I think we moved to more of the, you know, meat, veg kinds of meals mm-hmm. um, from more there. More whole food, sure. And then when... Um, I decided to go vegan. That was when I started sort of took everything down to the studs because I had to peel back and learn what food was, what kinds of food did what. I ate all sorts of things I'd never eaten, different kinds of grains, different kinds of beans, and realized just how limited our our dining in really is. Right. So limited. We eat the same you know, right. 12 things over and over and over again. So that helped me branch out a little bit. But yeah, lots of practice. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, when we worked, when we first met, we worked at Outback um, Steakhouse and we ate a lot of meals there, really. I mean, you'd, if you worked, you pretty much would oh, get yeah. something to eat. You know, mm-hmm. you'd snack on something during your shift and then you'd get something to eat afterwards, usually. Yeah. Didn't so, we get half off or only the night? We that did. I, okay. Always. We would get half, we half, off, half off. And then yeah. if you were the head weight, I, you got a, Mine free, was free. a free meal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if I was the key, which I did sometimes, I got a yep. free meal, which was always lamb. Yeah. Mm, anyway, <laughs> getting hungry. But yeah, um, cooking at home, again, you know, not only is it, you know, more cost effective, but just we talk about this too. Like we, when you go out to eat, uh, it doesn't really matter where you go. Um, expensive or not but it's just I feel like you're just eating a ton of salt and a ton of you know things that are just like maybe there's just so much more oil and butter and things than you would normally throw in it and you have a lot of control over that you have all the control over it right cooking it at home but I make some um, we made carrot soup from a recipe the other day and I put in like at least half the the butter that it called for at least half maybe right. less than half but it's like oh my gosh we don't need to cook it in that much butter and you know what you don't right. <laughs> so so yeah i'm always but you've been wa- i mean you watch the that. food network <laughs> a lot i mean you've you've really honed your cooking skills yeah but now i watch youtube shows about cooking yep right i mean you've been doing this for years yeah for years and years but yeah just an interest yeah you definitely feel much better i know that um like when we go on vacation sometimes uh, we've, we've gone where we're like eating out a lot. It's been a while since we did this, but cause even when we went on vacation to Tennessee, we yeah. actually did, we didn't even eat out at all. Did we? No. Do we get like one fast food on the way there or something? Or nope. Did, uh, I think we ate, we didn't, we ate everything. We packed a cooler and a fridge and yeah. And we weren't trying to stuff. like be super budgety or anything. We just didn't want to feel like crap. 
because right. if you've noticed you're like in the car you're dehydrated from traveling and then you stop and get like mcdonald's or burger king and you're <laughs> right. like all that salt and you just feel like garbage <laughs> when you when you arrive to where you're so yeah we packed like peanut butter sandwiches we had sliced apples you know a couple of like snack bars and stuff but yeah i don't remember i think we might have splurged on the way home i think we probably stopped at a yeah i think we stopped Taco Bell or something but, but, but yeah that was a really interesting <laughs> yeah. though because i remember going on vacations uh to other places like when we went to like putin bay or something it's been years ago but mm-hmm. we we you know you you were in a situation where there wasn't you know you didn't have groceries um, you didn't really have a full kitchen. You know, you couldn't yeah. really eat there. You had to eat all your meals out. And I just remember after a couple of days of that, like, yeah, um, granted, we're yeah. drinking some, a few, maybe been overserved a little bit on alcohol, <laughs> as Gate I should say. But yeah, after that, you j- just after a few days, I'm just like, oh, I just feel bad. And then it's like I get tired of eating now because I'm like, can I get like a salad? You know, right? Can and I even get a salad's fresh? got like, you know, a bunch of croutons and a bunch of cheese. And it's like, no, can sure. I get some some real food? Or just a piece of fruit or something, yeah. you know. Yeah, but in that in the house when I serve salad, I mean, you know what you get from me when I make you a salad. It's like there's spring mix, there's carrots, there's celery, there's pumpkin seeds, there's hummus, there's cranberries, cheese, there's, there's goat cheese. It's like everything. It's like a salad bar. Yeah, it is. And it's, yeah, all those super, super healthy nutrients for sure. One thing that was, um, was real nice this year with the farmer's market because um, we don't have a farmer's market that's that close, but since we started one and all the food I grew on the farm and in the yard, we just had fresh food, you know, fresh produce, you know, every week. I remember it's funny. I had to buy tomatoes <laughs> this week yeah. and you're just like, I was like, wow, I haven't had to buy tomatoes forever because yeah. there was just, you would just go out in the garage or the wherever and I just yeah, had, we always had, I just a had a tons and tons <laughs> of tomatoes everywhere, so... But I think um, one other factor in eating healthier is to eat seasonally, mm-hmm. and uh, and try to eat, you know try. To, and that's what was so great this summer. We just had such fresh produce, and you had tomatoes and peppers and potatoes and things. And I think that getting all that wide variety of nutrients, you know, from from all that food, and it's all organically grown as well, mm-hmm. is definitely real good for you. So. Yeah, and there's actually reasons for that, like fruits like mango. Are very cooling so you don't want to eat mango in December because right. it's going to cool you down because that's what a mango is for because it's grown on like islands <laughs> so, <laughs> right in the tropics <laughs> <where it's hot. laughs> yeah that definitely makes sense I think um, you've done a great job with a lot of meal planning we've gone through mm-hmm. uh, you know we've did what green chef and we've yeah we've we did a couple some... of the mail yeah a couple of the mail order where they give you all the ingredients and you make the meal we had a brief stint with a plan called Sprinley, which sends you pre-made meals um so yeah we've done that i've tried to i've joined a meal plan like club and it just they would give you every week you'd get a grocery list and all the recipes right. and you would still have to do the grocery shopping but you were paying for this so it was all done you know and yeah. no thought it's a meal to it prep just, service kind of just thing make it but uh for some reason that always was a frustrating process because we would if your plans change at all it's like you have all this food Right, if we go out to eat one night, yeah, then you're like, oh, it's great, like, oh, I've, I've got... thrown off the ratio. So right. um, we've, you and I kind of have kind of our basics that we do now. And 
What I yeah. made, I made soup that was just nothing but leftovers the other day. It was like, I had leftover half a can of black beans. I had a leftover green bell pepper. I had a leftover third of a can of artichoke hearts. And I threw that in a pot with salsa. Was the pepper in there too? Did you throw the pepper in there? I said pepper, yeah. Oh, okay. Green pepper. And then I threw it in there with a pot with um, pasta sauce and salsa. Mm-hmm. And then I added some quinoa and vegetable broth and we had soup. Yeah. In 20 minutes, you have soup. And it's it like, that was all just so sitting there on the rack, like, <laughs> waiting for us to do something with it. So that's another favorite thing. Yeah, I mean, you're just so good about just seeing stuff that's in the fridge. It's like, okay, these mushrooms are on their last leg. We need to cook them. And then you throw it in something, and it turns out well. Thanks. I think one of the other ways that uh, has worked out really well, and it's kind of like what you just said about, you know, if you have a meal plan where you've planned out your 20, you know, seven days and three meals a day, and you plan them all out. Yeah. Um, I mean, stuff happens. You know, you, we yeah. get invited out to go somewhere. It's We're going to go to the lodge on Thursday and hang out with our friends and eat. You know, we eat out or we'll, we'll be invited to somebody's house. And so then I feel like that makes it pretty difficult if you've planned out every meal that you're going to eat at home because it isn't always realistic with most people. That's why we just try to make a couple soups. Like this week we made that carrot soup and the, and the leftovers soup. <laughs> right. And now it's like, okay, now we have soup. So that's a good... Yeah, that and keeping fresh produce in the house is probably a good go-to. Because then you can always eat a piece of fruit. You can always eat a salad. Yeah, if you need a snack. But I think um, one other thing, too, is you've been, we kind of did this. It's kind of loosely based, but we would plan like three solid dinners uh, each week. And then knowing that if you plan, you know. Like big dinners with leftovers. Right, Yeah. yeah, then you would have. So if you plan three big dinners, mm-hmm. then basically you have you can have that for lunch the next day or a sure. couple of days later. So that takes care of six meals. Um, we always felt like breakfast is pretty easy. Yep. I mean, we've always got oats for oatmeal. Um, we'll have eggs sometimes too. But I feel like that's, you know, even like a bowl of cereal. Like breakfast is, a, you know, we'll have a smoothie. Breakfast is pretty simple. But once Toast you get to... peanut butter. Yeah. yeah. You can always throw easy. something together, even a banana and some peanut butter or whatever. Yep. But um, but it's like lunch and then dinner seems to get sketchy and more difficult. So, but I think if you if you're eating out some, which we do, mm-hmm. and then you just why are you smiling at me? No, I'm nothing. Oh, okay, I'm just waiting to hear what you're going to oh, say. You're like you're just so enthralled with what I'm saying. But yeah, I'm I just not, I'm think, actually wondering if this is getting really boring. Is it? I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to find out. Please uh, give us some feedback at onedrinkwithjohn.com <laughs> and let me know. Please give John some feedback. Give John all the feedback. Hey, I didn't bring up boring mortgages like I did That's on one true. of the other podcasts. That's so. true. But yeah, I think I think it's easy though if you to make it simple. Make it simple. Make the meals something that you like. You know, for Taco Tuesday, we do a lot of that. Like, okay, we'll just throw together tacos, you know, to make it simple. But I think if you plan three solid big dinners, then you have leftovers. Uh, that definitely helps, and that seems to work for us pretty well. So, any other notes on that, Jessica? Nope. I think we've covered it. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm drinking lemon water, and that was my next thing on my notes is to talk about lemon water and the power of alkalinity. And I know when I when I've been uh, you know eating poorly or maybe drinking too much alcohol or something, um, I'll maybe get heartburn. And I don't do it very often, but Usually if I have a couple days where I have a nice big lemon water in the morning, it seems to really, really help. And your ratio is half a squeezed lemon to what, 16 ounces of water? 
It's probably sometimes I'll squeeze like a whole lemon, depending on if it's a big one or like kind of a yeah, medium. Yeah, that's crazy, guys. Don't medium. Do that. <laughs> Just cut like cut up a reasonable sized wedge and squeeze it into your water. John goes overboard with the lemon. Well, I put it in like a thirty-two ounce glass of water. So if it's like well, a small to medium really. lemon, you don't really put it into thirty-two ounces. I do. I put it in that really? the big Yeti cup. That's. All right. 28 or 32 or something. You but always you know, give me a lot of lemon. I mean, talk about overserved. My I, You get overserved on the lemon juice? Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess for me, it's like if it doesn't make me pucker, then I it's not working. So I always go more. <laughs> yeah. It's like me making smoothies, right? Yeah. What do my smoothies ma- taste like if, unless I go with the recipe? Dirt, unless you go with the recipe. <laughs> Some days I They're feel like... They're <laughs> overkaled. Some days I feel like... I'm like, you know, I really need some some nutrients and I don't want to eat a big salad. So I just throw together a smoothie that's just ridiculously unpalatable for Jessica. But <laughs> so what you drink lemon water as well. What are yeah. what good effects of that? I mean, I feel you like have? you get, you know, it's got a lot of vitamin C in it. Obviously, it's very hydrating. It's good to drink it first thing out of the um, out of the gate. So first thing in the morning. They used to say warm lemon water, and I just could not get into that. So I don't really do that. It's supposed to be better for you when yeah. it's warm, or and it's like ugh, room temperature. Sometimes I want to drink it my room temperature is yeah. fine. I want to drink my filtered water. I don't want to pour it out of the tap warm. That's not refreshing to me at all. But <laughs> no. it's uh, supposed to be very good for your liver and your gallbladder and uh, just everything. It, it sleep's incredibly dehydrating. That's why you're supposed to have water. First thing in the morning, so yeah. If you've been asleep for seven or eight mm-hmm. hours, what was the last time? And you know, maybe you didn't drink any water before you went to bed, so mm-hmm. you haven't had anything. Yeah, hydrated at all for hours. But yeah, always been a big fan of that. I know we talk about it a lot. Yeah, sometimes I'll add in um, a little bit of uh, Himalayan sea salt, just like a small pinch, oh, yeah. um, which kind of helps you retain the water, and it's a good nutrient for you as well. Yeah. So, all right, next on the list is alcohol how does that work jessica what next on the li- i don't even know what you're talking about how does alcohol work well this is the diets and health part two <laughs> how so, does alcohol work yeah. <laughs> quite well depending on what you're having depending on what your ailment is scientifically proven to yeah. help you but no i just think um i think limiting it and i'm not very good at this sometimes um, and also just drinking water. You know, if you're going to have a few beers, just make sure you drink some water before bed. Yeah. Um, I think that's the or biggest. Or in between the few beers. That's true, too. Beer water. Beer water. That's always a good thing, it's too. It's impossible so. to remember, but that's... Right. I mean, it's easy to remember while I'm sitting here talking to you, but if I'm out, like, playing cards with friends or right. out at a bar yeah, or something, at the lodge or something, I will is... not remember to do that. <laughs> so limiting is my key, you know. Limiting is good. Yeah, I think the biggest uh, downside, and there's some... Depending on the study or whatever, there are supposedly some good sides to alcohol, some red wine and different things. But I think the key is just to make sure you don't get dehydrated. That's the biggest mm-hmm. thing. That way, give your body a chance to flush out mm-hmm. the toxins. Um, obviously, the less alcohol you drink, probably the better. But we also live in the real world where that isn't always isn't always the case. So. You know, I think sometimes you just have to simply recognize what you're... Like, if you've got some warning signs of a cold, if your throat hurts... If you just had a massage, you know, or an adjustment or something that's flooding your body with all those toxins anyway, alcohol is just going to 
make it harder for your body to repair. Because if you think about it, alcohol takes you down below zero, then your wa- your body has to work to get back up to zero, to back up to normal. Right. Because alcohol is dehydrating and, you know, can be, you know, it, impairing. It robs, and, yeah, and it robs yeah. nutrients from sure. your body as well. Robs, it so. takes your B vitamins, so. Put some extra stress yeah. on your body. Yeah, so. so have some, you know, if you want to, but be aware that if you already got you know, and that's the hardest thing is if you had like a really stressful day at work, what do you want? <laughs> you want to like have a glass of wine at the end of the day, right? Absolutely. Or like if I'm having right now, I've got my rotator cuff is bugging me and that is a way to get it to stop hurting, right? right. It's a nice Advil, pain killer. Advil or red <laughs> wine, one of the two. Yeah. So, um, Martini sometimes works a little, little quicker than a yeah. three Advil do. Yeah. But tonight's going to be water and yoga. That's going to be my, <laughs> that's going to be my yoga. go-to. I'm going to try to do some very gentle yoga. No downward dog on my shoulder, but. <laughs> so that is a perfect segue to the next thing I wanted to bring up, which was which alternative is? medicine. Oh yeah. And so alternative medicine can be include all kinds of things Mm -hmm. um like i got a massage today Mm -hmm. and holly uh who i'm hoping fingers crossed i can get her on the interview her on the podcast because she's awesome she is great yeah she does such a great job with the massage she does energy work she does all kinds of great things Mm -hmm. she's just able to really really um find out what what ails you you know what it is and just get it get it things moving so but I think massages are really important mm-hmm. just to get your lymph system moving. And just sometimes you just got a knot that you just can't get rid of no matter what you do. Yeah. And Plus we even they're great because you can just lay there and go to sleep oh if you gosh, need to. Oh my gosh, I almost fell asleep today. I was like, <laughs> The time oh, before last, I actually <clears throat> did. I remember having this little moment where I was like, oh my gosh, I was not awake. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I was laying there today and there was two different instances where I, I couldn't tell if I was dreaming if I had actually right. dozed off for a couple minutes or if I was just intensively having a thought. Yeah. But I was like, I, th- I think I was like, was I sleeping? <laughs> Hopefully I wasn't snoring. Hopefully she's so. not going through your wallet, right? <laughs> right. So what other, uh, so we have other alternative medicine. So we have. Well, there's chiropractic is very mm-hmm. popular. Um, we used to ha- do go to a chiropractor. We used to do that. And um, now we go to a doctor who does acupressure. Which, if I'm remembering what he told me right, is the manipulation of the muscles instead of the bones. So chiropractic medicine moves the bones and cracks the the bones. Mm -hmm. Acupressure moves the muscles because the idea is bones can pop right back into place or out of place, I should say, after Mm -hmm. your adjustment. Because if your muscles are off, then it'll pull them right back out. So acupressure is very, very precise. And it's just, it's not the one with the needles. That's acupuncture. Acupressure Mm -hmm. is just, you know, the doctor goes in on the muscles and uses his fingertips to really be very specific about what he's doing. I guess it's really precise. Yes, it's a very precise. It seems very precise on what. And it doesn't feel like much of anything is happening in those 15 minutes. But then. By the time I get home, I feel like I've had a full body massage and I'm aching and I have to put ice on my back, you know, to get the inflammation out. It's like crazy how yeah. effective, yeah. very, very effective it is. Um, and then there's acupuncture, which I've never actually had, unless you count those little acupuncture, I think they're called seeds. They look like they're just like a little bead, a teeny tiny itty bitty bead on a pressure point on your ears and he put three of them on my ears just tape them right on there and those were 
uh, to send, you know, a note to my brain that my shoulder needs fixed. So that was the only experience I had with any kind of acupuncture. And it wasn't a piercing thing. It was just on a pressure point, which was really interesting. Right. Yeah. Well, I'm probably it wasn't not actually explaining a needle. that well. <laughs> well, hopefully we'll get, we'll yeah. get Dr. Gordon on the podcast. Yeah. And, maybe he and can you can ask him that. about all sorts of that. Loved, yeah. I'd love stuff. to have I him on there. I would love for you to, to talk to him because we always talk to him when we're there, obviously, about what specific you know it, things we need fixed while we're right. there but just as an overview i would love to hear what he had to say yeah he's so smart and what's mm-hmm. great is uh, what we love to do like we'll usually get adjustments together um, like i'll go and then you'll go and we're both in the room at the same time and it works out well because the other person will ask questions about or i will especially ask questions about okay what are you you know this is what you're what are you doing and why and and he's very good and extremely knowledgeable yeah. um, about this. And it's like, oh, yeah, your C4, you know, vertebrae is connected to your livers, you know, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's really good about helping. And it's interesting to see that it's, you know, he's working on the whole body. Um, and it's, it's, you know, one thing we always joke and be like, yeah, I went in, my shoulder hurt on my left shoulder and then he went and fixed my right toe yeah. and now it works. And yeah. It's, but worked when it that worked can on happen right though. Toe. I mean, yeah. if you've got something that's out of line, mm-hmm. it could mess up something, you know, he isn't always, he doesn't always work on the, the, the same side of the body where the issue is. Sometimes it's something where it's an alignment on, you know, let's say your right hip is out of place and then it's messing up your left shoulder. And so it's just interesting. And he's actually an integrative wellness, integrative wellness specialist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so if you were looking for somebody that did something like that, that's what you would want to look for. Yep, and we've gone to chiropractors that have done a good job, and yeah. I mean, it's, I think it's it's one of those things, and we talk about this a lot together. But I don't think there's one thing that's, you know, it's not like one doctor is perfect forever. Um, I just think you need multiple people, you know, mm-hmm. kind of on your team, to help you out with your health. Yeah. Uh, I think you need to really pay attention to yourself. That's the big part. But yeah, I mean, getting massages, chiropractor, all kinds of different alternative medicine as well as, I mean, if, you know, if I break my arm, I'm not going to go to Dr. Gordon to fix my broken sure. arm. I'm going to go to, you know, a surgeon or something. The emergency so, room, hopefully. Yeah, well, yeah, right? <laughs> Depending on how bad the break is. Right. <laughs> There's bones sticking out. I should probably go to the ER pretty right, quick. Right. So, But yeah, the, um, and you'd mentioned this um about you talked about stress a minute ago, mm-hmm. and that was another good segue. So Jessica, oh, wow. just killing I'm us. All over you it. are, oh my gosh, queen of segues today. <laughs> but the note says, and it's kind of goofy, but it says, "Change your mind to change your life." Yeah, and we wanted to talk Which about is the title of our next seminar. It is. Yes, please <laughs> sign up below. <laughs> my gosh, everybody has a seminar nowadays, right? right? Aren't you a Aren't you a coach? No, 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 my gosh, no. <laughs> But yeah, we wanted to talk about uh, your thinking and your mindset. And I think the stress is, mm-hmm. I mean, stress is a killer. It really is. It brings so much acid in your body and it just, you know, on a biological level. And it's interesting. I'm reading a book called Awake. And it's a very interesting book. And I can barely, it's just like, well, what's it about? And I can barely explain it. But basically it's it's being aware of what your thoughts are. And realizing when you get upset with about something that there's some rule that has been broken and that you can control that. And it's not so much control, but just being, a, I think, being aware of your thoughts. Like, okay, I'm stressed. I'm upset because this person cut me off in traffic. 
Like, oh, okay. And then just kind of giving yourself permission to be that way. Because mm-hmm. um, there's things in life that are stressful, but it's just, you know, how do you, how do you deal with that stress? And Jessica's nickname used to be Stressica, although I haven't <laughs> called you that for a long time. I know. That was way... And I wonder, actually, if... I haven't called you that since I quit my job. Yeah. And I wondered... Um, one of the things I was telling Holly about that, Holly about this today is I realized that my job was stressful, of yeah. course, like most jobs are. And I, I realized your job was stressful for you. Right. Yeah. And I knew I was pretty stressful. I probably wasn't aware of how stressed I was at my job. Right. Because, you know, I'm a man. We like to push those things down. Right. Um, but I lost my train of thought. Oh, but no, I didn't realize how much stress I was bringing home to you mm-hmm. and how me being stressed was also stressing you out because mm-hmm. you care about me. Right. You know, and then I work from home sometimes. And so if I'm on the phone and then I go down, I'm like, oh, this stupid blah, 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 you know, and I'm upset. And so my energy and my, my stress were projecting yeah, on you. Yeah, it was pretty, I mean, it was pretty chaotic there at right. the end. Um yeah, the end more than usual, but I mean, well, property management is chaotic anyway. I mean, very. I you're mean, dealing yes, with lots of people, very but yes. stressful anyway. But I, it just seemed, and I, and I think yes, the job became something that didn't fit you anymore. But Correct. you're also working seventy to eighty hours a week doing that and the farmers market, and I think it had just taken a major toll on you, and yeah. um, that's why I was like, you know, I think you should quit before you have a heart attack. <laughs> make me a widow so because right. I really that's the sort of thing that stress can lead to so there's something I was going to say about your book and I can't remember about my book um, the, the book oh the Aware. awareness book yeah mm-hmm. can't remember I was going to make the um, comparison to the book I'm reading called Super Attractor by Gabby Bernstein and in the book she has an emotional I forget the name, an emotional scale, basically. And it's 22 different emotions listed from the, the the emotion that's the highest vibration or the best, like joy and, you know, love, and the lowest, which is like fear and grief and everything in between, boredom, disappointment, rage, you know, um, all of these different emotions. And she talks about how if you can just move to the next highest level up the scale like if you're if you're fearful and you can move to pessimism that's a move in the right direction because it's a high pessimism is a higher vibration than fear is that's the worst right yeah or even like boredom was kind of in the middle yeah boredom right yeah Yeah, if you can get from neutral if you can get from rage to boredom that's a step up (laughs) like you might be able to jump from rage to joy in a blink but if you can get to boredom and then get to the ones above it so i actually recreated that scale on a sheet of paper to keep in my planner so that I can refer to it because yesterday something happened I got an email it had some news in it I wasn't very happy about and I immediately was like oh frustration you know and what I did was I looked at that scale and was like okay what's the next highest you know best emotion I can choose over frustration and the answer was um like positive expectation and belief. So I could get to the point where I go, yes, this is frustrating, but it's probably for the best sort of thing. And then that made me happy feeling that way. And it was like, boom, a boom. And I went from maybe a level 11 on this scale all the way up to like a three in in a matter of a moment, just because I was aware of what I was feeling and aware that I could change it. 
So when you're thinking yeah. about stress, I think a lot of us give our power away. But you really can change the way you think and feel. You really can. And it's 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 not difficult to do. It just takes awareness and repetition. Yeah, I totally agree. The scale was really neat. You showed me that today yeah. or I think earlier today. But yeah, it was really interesting because it was probably, what, 15 different emotions? 22, actually. 22. Mm-hmm. Like I said, 15. So it's 22. <laughs> like I said, 22. Um, but I also thought it was interesting because we were talking about it and you had said that you, know, you can't necessarily jump from one, you know, you can't go from... From rage to from, joy. Yeah, you're not, blink, you're not right? at like 22 and you're going to jump up to number one. Like, that's just not possible. And I think sometimes people will, you know, kid themselves like, oh, I'm fine. Everything's fine. I'm like, no, no, you're still upset, you know. And if and I think the scale is really cool because then you could just move a couple things up on there and then like, oh, you're already feeling better and then you're kind of on your way to do, you know. Yeah, at least you're moving in the right direction, right? I was looking exactly. to see exactly what it was called. It's um Oh, I thought you were making a phone call no, in the middle I'm of the podcast. No, I'm not making a phone call. Gosh. <laughs> Are you texting? I'm just no, I'm not texting. <laughs> I think it's in here somewhere. What What was the book again? Mm-hmm. That it's that called was in? Super Attractor. That's by Gabby Bernstein. And uh, yeah, it's she just talks about making feeling good a practice in your life. And it's really challenging for me because I have battled with this and I'm a pretty positive upbeat person right and I always have been like my job on this planet is to spread joy but it doesn't mean that I walk around like happy-go-lucky all the time it's a struggle for me and I think uh, being negative and complaining is a knee-jerk reaction for me it's just um, I don't know if it's just the way I was brought up or the things that I hear or if it's just in my bones I don't know why but it seems to be where I'm naturally going to point out something that's wrong you can you know on the other hand would probably naturally point out what's right I mean to just an irritating degree if I'm being honest (laughs) absolutely irritatingly yes so uh, but yeah, so just feel, feeling good as a habit. So every day this week, I think actually today was the only day I did do it. Um, I have been writing. She's got like a dozen um, affirmations. You start your day and you get up and say, I am healthy, well, and vibrant. Today is a great day. You say all these things, whether they're true or not. And uh, I've been picking one of those a day to write down 12 times. So it's just getting that repetition and pattern into your brain that then you start to notice you're thinking of that automatically. Right. So like anything else, you know, the repetition with it helps. You just can't read it and learn it. You know, you have to actually put it into practice. So I've been doing a lot of journaling. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, you have. And then what did you want to bring up the, the thing that Jack Hanfield? uh, Oh yeah. That That was interesting. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was just, he's got a series of three phone calls right now that are a free, I don't know exactly what they're called. They're sort of like repressed memory sort of things. But he actually did on the one phone call, the first phone call, um, he actually had you close your eyes and do a body check and find the pain in your body. And when you locate it, describe what it looks like. You know, is it sharp and pointy? Is it 
have tentacles? Is it round? Is it squishy? What color is it? Right. What color is it? Is it hot? Is it cold? Which all sounds really strange. And I even, he even said at the beginning of the call, you know, this is the process. This is what we're going to do. And then I'm going to ask you this and I'm going to ask you this. And I'm listening to all this going, how the heck am I going to do that? Is what I was thinking. So then I closed my eyes and was able to locate the source of the pain um, was able to describe it. I mean, I knew, you know, what length it was, what width it was, what color it was, um, whether it was wet or dry. It was just crazy. And then That's you go deeper into that feeling, go, what's the feeling in this this part of your body? Mine was in my chest, right around my heart. What's that feeling in there? And um, mine was fear, so much so that it was just frightening. And I still didn't know why. And a little bit deeper down, I was able to pull up a memory from when I was probably only three or four years old and witnessed something really, really scary to me at the time. It would probably be scary to me now, but I would have a better understanding than sure. when I was three. You could process it better. I could process it better. So after I had tapped into that memory and actually tears were running down my face, I realized, because he said, what, what decision did you make? when you go back to that memory and the decision that I made was I was powerless. Like there was somebody in that scenario that I wanted to help and I was powerless to help them. I was powerless to stop what was happening. So, um, then I decided that at that moment at age three in that period, you know, in that place, I, I decided that I was powerless, that there was always somebody in charge of me. And that awareness has been making me think where else do I give my power away where else do I you know put myself in a hierarchy underneath somebody of perceived power where it's not necessarily true sure yeah that's so interesting yeah it was an interesting thing to go through so there's two other calls and I haven't done them yet because not because I'm afraid to see what's in there or anything I just was like that was so impactful and powerful that it was like wow I could just sort of like sit with that for months right and think about how powerful that was so that's interesting who is it i'm trying to remember somebody either read their book or something um where he said that he was um when he was born oh yeah the umbilical cord was around his neck Mm -hmm. and so so he came out and angry the feeling of like the world is against him mm-hmm. because it was the world was literally being strangled when he was born mm-hmm. um that fear and that imprint as a newborn you know brand new baby like transferred into his life yeah and it was just um, i think it was a podcast but i can't it remember was. Now it was who... the most interesting thing it's fascinating how something and, you know you talked about something that happened to you when you were three mm-hmm. and then this happened to this person before I even knew you know mm-hmm. and it's just interesting all these things that affect you and then we just don't know well, what was interesting is you think it's going to be like the obvious around. things you think well i'm probably going to tap into this and remember when my parents are divorced because that was scary sure or, you know some other like obvious things or that time in school when x happened and i was really embarrassed but I went back to a time where like I didn't even know I was still thinking about that right it was a relatively short period of time that I was even around these people so it was like I it was just so bizarre it's interesting because it it was a big ugly 
you know, spot that I had. And by the end of that, even in those two minutes, he asks you to re-examine that, what does it look like now? And it was just like this tiny little circle instead of this great big thing with arms, <laughs> you know? So uh, it was, I thought it was just really fascinating. It is fascinating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really cool. And even like we talked about on another episode about um, you doing some tapping yeah. to help with some other fears. And mm-hmm. I just think there's just so many things, well, that you can tap into. Ha ha ha. ha, ha. <laughs> LOL. But yeah, I mean, there's so many different things you can do about your mindset and your thinking and to, to lower stress. And, and But awareness just, is the key, right? It is. It's what we keep hearing repeated over and over yes. again. It's the title of the book that you're reading. If yep. you're not aware that any of this stuff is going on, you're going to continue. Every year is going to be the same. You're going to do a little better, a little worse, a little better, a little worse. Right. And you're not really going to overcome any big, you know, big things big in your life if things. you're not yeah. aware of what's going on in there. So and whether that, whether you need to get therapy or talk to somebody or do, you know, a class like I did on the phone or do tapping with an app. I mean, I think everybody's process is totally different. So, yeah, it's really interesting. But no, I think awareness is the big deal. I mean, that's the big thing is just to be, just to be aware, you know, like, okay, I'm scared. I'm angry. Well, like, okay, just be aware of that and just kind of figure out what, what that is. And once you are aware of it, then you're able to do something with it. Mm-hmm. Or like Chris Carr has talked about in the past, I've shared some of her teachings too. Um, when you're, when you're fearful, you don't just, you know, escort fear out of the building. You sit down and pour a cup of tea. Right. Like all emotions are welcome. They are all valid. And right. I think so many times we are like, oh, that emotion's bad. I'm going to push it away. Yeah, there's either there's good yeah. emotions and bad emotions. Yeah. Like on that emotional scale, I tell you what cracked me up more than anything was that number 22 is like fear and grief. But four or five levels above that is hatred and rage. Right. Above it. Right. <laughs> like if you can Here's aspire to get to hatred from fear, <laughs> that's better. Yeah. That's would You're you have ever guessed? Scale. I never would have guessed that that would be a higher, a higher and better way to feel. But I think it's because it fear in itself is such a powerless and grief too is such a powerless emotion. And when you don't have any power, it's like the opposite of um, love is apathy. It's that yeah, same thing, yeah. right? It's not hate, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think it's yeah, because you, you don't have any hope, right? You know, and then right. you don't. If you don't have any hope, that's the worst place to be. Sure, for sure. So the last thing to wrap this up, because my lemon water is going empty, and I think you're out of your uh... <laughs> out of my cocoa. Oh, yeah. uh, we want to talk about sleep. And Mm -hmm. sleep is great, is what my note says, which is fun, with an explanation point. And getting enough rest and sleep. I mean, it's one of the things, um, I mean, my gosh, I hear it so many times now in different books and on health and and wellness. But getting a good night's sleep um, is very important. Getting enough sleep. Fairly fairly recent uh, sort of thing that's going around because used to be like don't get any sleep yeah sleep when you're dead and all <laughs> sleep that when you're dead yeah but yeah I but think people are realizing how impactful it is on your health and absolutely it, and it is huge yeah it's like diet exercise mm-hmm. and sleep mm-hmm. and then managing your stress i mean those four things that's huge right there's not much else you can control mm-hmm. um, but yeah we did um after reading 
um, what was the Bulletproof? Uh, what was the book called now? I remember, but oh, by the guy who yeah, Dave Asprey, the Bulletproof, Bulletproof. Guy. But he, one of the this had a super in the title, didn't it? Yes, uh, superhuman, superhuman, superhuman. Yeah, yeah, becoming superhuman. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it was a really good book, and there was a lot of parts. Well, he had like a whole chapter about sleep, and then even in other parts of the book, it talked about getting good sleep and tracking it. And uh, one of the things we did was we got some room darkening blinds yeah, or curtains. curtains and that yeah. made a big difference because it was just just the light, the street light outside would just kind of keep me awake a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. Or if we had like any other light in the room or even cover up like the little TV light, I'd cover that up too. Um, and even like, especially if like the moon, if it's a full moon, you know, and you've got the window, it's kind of hard to sleep through that too. But that's that has made a big difference. It's been, I feel like I sleep definitely deeper, deeper. and longer oh, yeah. mm-hmm. um, when Gemma's not waking us up. Well, so. yeah. when Gemma's not, our nocturnal dog isn't keeping us awake. Oh my gosh, I can't wait until spring and summer we can start taking her out. Get her some more exercise, oh, right? She is going crazy. Yes. On the days when it's been like, raining like the the other day it rained all day long rained for like two i mean days, it just man. poured she, it absolutely poured and she was climbing the walls i mean just climbing the walls she was <laughs> in like in between breaks when it would be raining less she would go out there and just stand in the yard and like run around like she's like i have to be outside like, i have to do something. she has so much energy but yeah, definitely. Anything else you want to talk about sleep to wrap this up? But I know, you know, getting enough sleep is, is important. I mean, they talk about, you know, seven or eight hours of sleep mm-hmm. a night is the a lot. The only thing I'll and talk about is if you are not getting sleep, to be curious about that. Um, I know we've talked about on here, sometimes you can have, you know, a hormonal, ladies, you're, you can have a hormonal reason you're not sleeping, like your progesterone's low and your cortisol is sky high. So that's a test that you can get done um, pretty painlessly. And um, if you don't think that caffeine is affecting you, that's probably because your adrenals are blown. So, you know, investigate that. Look into that. Cut down your coffee. We've talked about how to do that before. There's, uh, I wrote a couple of blogs on it. They're not mm-hmm. very popular, cutting down on your coffee um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> blogs, but I've talked People about love that. their coffee. I've talked about that on Lemony.com as well as JessicaLemon.com. So um, I don't know. I'm just a big believer in just being curious about it. It's not, you know, melatonin is a big thing now that everybody's taking. Um, but I think there's a lot of resources out there, but I don't think you just have to go, oh, I just don't sleep and that's the way it is. That might be the way it is for you, but that doesn't have to be the way it is forever. Right. And maybe there's some some small tweaks, like I said. Yeah, maybe it's something little. Just, yeah, just getting mm-hmm. some some darker curtains or darker blinds and, right. and you know, turning some lights off or not having your phone next to you or on when you sleep right um, we've been good or listening about that. to you know meditative music or putting drops of lavender oil on your diffuser at night i mean there's there's a lot of like little things you can try um turning off screens you know 30 to 60 minutes before you go to bed uh doing a brain dump at night where you just get a pen and you write down everything that's bothering you and get it out of your head so it's not you know running around in circles in your brain while you're trying to go to sleep so or even just getting some exercise during the day sometimes if i i'm very very sensitive to caffeine and sometimes sugar as well 
And if I have, oh my gosh, it's as little as like, like if I drank that hot chocolate you had, I'd probably have trouble sleeping tonight. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I just lay there and I can almost like feel my legs twitching. (laughs) And so I actually would get up. Restless leg syndrome. That's a thing, right? Right. It's from the caffeine. It's probably from the caffeine and sugar. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see if that affects me. Um, I, I, I don't anticipate it affecting me, but. But yeah, when I have stay just, tuned, everybody. You want to have some kids? <laughs> should be exciting. Bring it up on the next podcast. Yeah. But yeah, when I have uh, some caffeine and I can't sleep, I'll actually get up and do exercise. I'll just get up and do some push-ups and right. sit-ups, or Burn some squats, some or that. something. That's what Gemma needs to do. I know. If we could only teach her to <laughs> need do to get that. her a treadmill or something. Yeah, doggy treadmill. So, well, with that, uh, Jessica, any other parting words of wisdom to everybody? This has been a great podcast. I. Really appreciate everybody listening, and you'll find links to everything we talked about at onedrinkwithjohn.com. And Jessica, thanks again for coming on. No problem. And cheers, everyone.